Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs and leaders doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, relationships, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna. Like many of you, I wear many hats. I'm a military wife, mother, author, certified John Maxwell business and executive coach, trainer, and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the light. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Estrepreneur Podcast, where I highlight men and women of God doing business and life God's way. As usual, I have another phenomenal guest that's going to talk to us about her journey, the things she had to overcome, um, just what she has done with her business and even her book. She is an author of a book called How Far I Have Risen, but she is also the owner of Custom Cleanup Services. We're going to give her a little bit of time to talk about that, but I wanted to talk a little bit about her um, background. She is a cancer survivor and she... um, started her new life in the United States after moving from Europe. So I love hearing stories about that, like what your thoughts were and all that good stuff. Um, She's based in Tampa, Florida. Without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce Miss Jackie Costello. (laughs) Hello there. How are you? Thanks for having me. (laughs) So where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Germany. Germany. Okay. What part? Well, I was actually born and raised in Eastern Germany. Okay. Um, little history lesson here for those who may not know the story of Germany very well. So Germany um, was separated. Um, and um, as many of you guys know, there was this wall that separated mm-hmm. both East and West Germany. And I happened to be uh, born on the Eastern side of Germany, which means I grew up in a communist country. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And uh when I was about six years old, uh, my parents never agreed with that lifestyle, and uh, they did everything they could to leave East Germany and um, move to West Germany, which really wasn't a big of a distance, but you couldn't just leave. You had to mm-hmm. actually uh, apply with the government uh, and ask them to leave, and um, if you got approved, uh, you would then uh, learn that you would never, ever be able to return. Mm-hmm. So um, at the time when my family left, uh, we left obviously friends and family behind. We thought that we would never see them again. Um, but mm-hmm. luckily, 1989, uh, that all ended and the wall came down and everything was united again. Wow. How was it um, uh, when you when you moved? Like, how old were you? When you how, were you pretty young? Do you remember everything? Yes, I was six years old at the time. Yeah, were you scared or didn't it was just like, you know, I'm a child, I didn't really know what's going on. I don't really remember that much. Um, my, my memory kicked in a little bit later, um, maybe around 10 or 11. I mean, not that I don't remember anything of leaving, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't really remember emotions that I had back then. Got I just it. remember that uh, due to that move, many other moves followed, and um, we were never really able to grow roots anywhere. Um, so I always had to switch schools a lot, find new mm-hmm. friends, and so it was a little challenging. Right. And what were your thoughts when um, you first came to the United States? 
like how did you have to learn another language i mean like did you guys speak english at the time or did you have to completely learn schools all that transition type of stuff talk to us about that sure yeah so what happens is uh when you go to school in germany uh they teach english to kids mm -hmm. however they actually teach british english which as okay. we all know different than american english yeah so i taught british english in school uh ever since fifth grade and um when i was finished up when i when i finished up my school i uh decided to pursue an apprenticeship in hotel operations nice. uh, where you know obviously if you work in a hotel you have to speak a lot of english even though it repeats itself um but uh i, I think that i improved my english skills working in a hotel. And when I was about 18 years old, living in Germany, um, I actually met my husband who was at the time stationed there uh, with wow. the US military overseas. Love it. And, um, so we got to meet and he didn't speak any German at the time. So we had to speak English. And while my English back then really wasn't any good, my husband still makes jokes about it sometimes. <laughs> um, I actually improved it, obviously, just speaking it all the time. And um, a couple of years later, we decided to get married and uh, ended up living in Germany for still a long time, 10 to 15 years. My husband was overseas for 15 years total. Wow. Um, but in 2014, unfortunately, his job had to send him back to the States. So uh, that's why we ended up moving here. But uh, it was my first time living outside of Germany. Uh, while I had visited the United States before, um, I never lived here before. So it was very new to me. It's a very different culture. Thank you. Thank you. Th thank him for your service and thank you for your service. I'm actually a military wife. I don't know if you knew that as well. That's why we're moving to Florida. Um, so, you know, I get it. Military life is not as easy as people think. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. So I have like, everyone was like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. Now, do you all have any children? Um, you know, ha tell us a little bit more about your family and then we could talk about your business in a sec. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have a son. He's almost 11 years old. He was born in Germany. Okay. Um, he was born in 2010. And um, unfortunately, well, we're really glad we have him, of course, but unfortunately, he's our only child because yeah. soon, soon after um, we had him, I was diagnosed with cancer, oh, which okay. uh, unfortunately changed our life forever. And the result of that was that I could not have any more children. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. That's a good segue um, for um for um, surviving cancer. So um, talk to us about that, your journey. Um, how did, how was the healing process? I mean, I'm, I have a cancer survivors um, in my family and friends, and I have those who didn't. Um, I'm sure that was a tough journey for you. What, how, when you had cancer, did you already have your business at that time or was it before you starting your business? No, so I didn't start my business until I moved to the US. Okay. Um, so I had my cancer in Germany before we left uh, to come here, actually very shortly before we came here. Um, I was, uh, like I mentioned, I, we had our son in 2010 and then, uh, in 2011, early 2012, um, I started having some irregular pap smear tests. You know, we women have to go annually. Yeah. Um, so the doctor wanted to monitor me, which they did. Um, but after one year of monitoring me and the results still not getting much better, they decided for a biopsy. Actually, I kind of pushed for it and mm -hmm. come to find out I had cervical cancer. 
Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, even with all the monitoring for over a year, they didn't catch it sooner, which was very sad. Uh, so pretty much overnight, I had to have surgery because it was a very aggressive, uh, fast grown tumor that I had. Yeah. And uh, the doctors didn't even have anything in place for maybe more testing or whatever could have been done to figure thing, anything else uh, out. So literally I had cancer for 24 hours, if that's what you would like to call it, oh, wow. um, and had to be on a surgery table the next morning, uh, removing all my cancer uh, and, you know, a bunch of other organs that obviously would, you know, prevent me in the future from having kids. So um, it took me about a year to recover from that. At the time, I was 30 years old. Uh, I never, I never had any health issues. I was always healthy, but still, it took me that long to recover mm -hmm. uh, physically, uh, emotionally. You know, I'm still dealing with it sometimes, just because mm -hmm. I get reminded of it uh, when I see other people that have maybe bigger families and lots of kids, mm -hmm. and then grandkids. And you know, if you think down the road. Um, mm -hmm. I guess it's everyone's goal to have a big family, to have kids and grandkids and lots of life in your house. And um, so th the thought of that uh, is always hard. Um, yeah. But uh, the recovery itself took me about a year and I really didn't have much more time because our move to the US was just about coming up wow. and there was nothing we could do about it. So I really had to get you know, better quick. Sure. The good thing is at least you have a child because there are others who don't have children. Yes. And I know it's been um, it's been a struggle. Um, so, okay, let's take us back a little bit, not take us back, but tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey. Um, how, how, how did you come to know Jesus? Okay, so that didn't happen actually until I moved to the U.S. Okay. Um, very interesting story. So if you ask my husband, he will tell you that as long as he's known me, which is almost 20 years now, I have always been searching for something. Hmm. Uh, my husband is not a believer, but yet he knows that I've always been searching for something. Yeah. Uh, little we knew it was actually God who I was searching for. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it was just, I, I always felt something mm -hmm. empty inside of me. And um, I, I just could not explain what it was. So uh, especially during my cancer journey, it was really hard to deal with that because I needed something that I could hold on to. I needed something that would possibly help me get through this. But yeah. it wasn't until later um, that I found God in my life. Uh, we had moved here to the United States and uh, a good friend of mine that I made very quickly, uh, we would often take long walks together with our dogs. And um, she was part of a local local church, or still is part of the local church here mm -hmm. in the town we live in. And uh, she told me a lot about the church, about God, how God has changed her life in many ways. And um, I shared her, I shared about my story. And she said, you know, Jackie, I think you should really come to church with me one time, mm -hmm. and uh, and see, you know, how you like it. And I said, sure, I'll come to church with you. Well, I came to church and. Um, it was in 2014 and soon after we moved here actually and uh when the pastor preached his message i knew immediately what i was searching for it was god it was like mm -hmm. an eye opener i just had to walk through these doors and go in this building and hear this message and pray this prayer of salvation when i knew that that was it how has that um transform your life. I mean, everyone who's, who, 
who chooses God, like how, what, what, I guess talk about the change. Did you see changes immediately in your demeanor and your, in your, your outlook, or did it take some time? I mean, talk to us about that. Like the moment after you said yes to God, what happened? Do believe uh, that when you say that prayer and when you when you decide to go that route, um, that your life will always change. I don't think it's possible to not change mm -hmm. because you want to be more like Jesus. You want to be um, that salt and light in other people's lives, and you just you 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 want to do good things, and you um, also like a big thing for me was that uh you know when we go through valleys in times of our lives which we always go through i mm -hmm. mean either either we uh we are going into one or we're coming out of one mm -hmm. um or we're in the middle of one right now you know um i feel that especially during those times um there's often nothing that can make us feel better or nothing that can give us more hope than god in my opinion in my mm -hmm. experience um because sometimes there is no hope in a situation there is not knowing what's going to happen mm -hmm. and you know there's there's lots of things you can hold on to like fake idols that you can hold on to mm -hmm. but but they 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 will not give you that deeper deeper feeling of you know hope and looking yeah. forward to it yes absolutely um your book um how far i have risen what what inspired you to write the book? Um, when it talks to us about that journey, um, was it during the time when, um, like the time frame? Just talk to us about that. Like when you started your book, um, and if if you started your business first before you started the book, then talk about your business first. Whichever, whichever um, sure. makes more most sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I started my business when we first came to the U.S. in 2014. Uh, we actually uh, lived in a hotel for two months until mm -hmm. we were able to buy the home that we were uh, wanting to buy. So it was kind of a process, lived in a hotel. And uh, while my husband was already at work every day, I was at the hotel with our son. Mm -hmm. And um, I really wanted to work. I really wanted to find a job. Um, not only I wanted to, I also had to. We really mm -hmm. needed another income. Yeah. And so my husband and I were thinking about what I could be doing. I mean, you know, overall, this was a new country, a new culture. I didn't speak the language maybe as perfect as I would have liked to. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, there was not much time for me to really to really take a whole lot of time. I just had to get going. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, I had a three-year-old without daycare. So it was a little <laughs> tricky. <laughs> yes. um, so at the time, my husband worked shift. So meaning he would often work a night shift and be at the hotel during the day. So that gave me some flexibility to mm. actually work. Well, I ended up taking on a few cleaning jobs just because uh, it was easy, quick money. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't take a whole lot to prepare. So my husband and I went to the dollar store and actually bought a few cleaning products because mm -hmm. our, our shipping uh, from Germany wasn't even there yet with our, mm -hmm. all of our home goods. And um, so we just, we didn't have much money back then. So we, we got a few cleaning supplies and I went off and I cleaned some people's houses. Didn't make a whole lot of money back then, but, but the people were really happy and satisfied and they told others about it. And next thing you know, people would call me 
and actually say, can you clean my house too? Can you clean my house too? So long story short, there came a point where my husband and I sat there and we said, okay, what are we going to do with this? Am I going to continue to clean houses or am I actually going to get a job, like a real job? Is this a real job? I don't know. I wasn't sure back then. And I was also a little bit uh, embarrassed to tell others that I'm cleaning houses because mm-hmm. in Germany, I had a really good job. I was the executive secretary of a big hotel. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know, I felt a little weird having to tell people that I'm, I'm cleaning houses now. Right. But my husband said, you know, maybe you can make this into a company. My husband is always very motivating. And sometimes when I'm not sure, he builds me up and he says, you know, maybe this could be a business. You may just have mm-hmm. to start it on your own. Uh, but eventually you could find help. You could ask some people to help you out. And so I actually ended up doing that. And um, fast forward eight years, I've had my business for eight years now, and I now have a handful of employees. It's still considered a small business, but uh, we have a lot of clients that we, that we serve. And um, at, at, at some point, like in 2000, I think it was in 2019, approximately, my husband and I decided that maybe we should write a book. And at first mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't know if I have enough to put in a book about myself and my story. And my husband says, yes, you do. You absolutely do. And so he actually helped me. So it's kind of like a husband and oh, wife awesome. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, we ended up writing the book together and published it, the book last year in February, just a week before the pandemic started. Wow. And I know, good timing. Mm-hmm. And uh, really my book is um, is a summary of my whole life. Um, it's, a, it's a memoir. And so really it takes you from my early childhood in East Germany, which describes a little bit of what was going on there historically. Um, you know, how, how I lived my childhood, uh, moving around a lot, never having any roots, um, having to make new friends, adapt to new situations all the time. Um, then later on, meeting my husband, you know, getting married, him being in the military with lots of deployments and stuff, which mm-hmm. really wasn't on our relationship. You know what I'm talking about if you're yeah. a military wife too. And so, uh, and then, you know, having our son and going through this whole big valley of cancer where my husband thought he would lose me. And I actually wasn't sure if I was going to survive it. Um, and then coming here and in the middle of all this valley, building up this business and really making something great out of it and, and pushing through and coming through. So that's the story of my book. I love it. Oh, wow. So it is all kind of related, you know, pretty much. So your, um, your, your book, um, how can they find your book? Uh, you can find my book on Amazon. Okay. So, so the actual title... The actual title is How Far I Have Risen, Coming Clean from Cancer God and My American Dream. But if you just type in my name and type in How Far I Have Risen, you should find it. It's actually uh, not just in the U.S. You can find it in Canada and England and a bunch of other countries as well. Excellent. Well, we have listeners from all over the world, so that'll be perfect. Um, So don't worry, guys. I'll put it all in description. Okay. So, okay. So we talked about your business and, and, and what you do. Tell us what your why is. Why do you do what you do? When it comes to my cleaning business, um, all I can say is I know it sounds funny, but I actually love to clean. And I know a lot of people won't buy that, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I love to clean and I love to help people take some stress off their plate, do something nice for them, 
and um I don't know I just I I'm like a flower when it comes to that <laughs> like flower oh it sounds like my mom she's like <laughs> she loves to clean I'm like mom it's I just clean yeah but I'm gonna continue to clean it's just oh my gosh it's just hilarious um I mean some people have a knack for that so I bet this order and all that stuff drives you a little crazy huh Jackie yes <laughs> it's 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 challenging for me sometimes when um like I have a hard time with when when things are not in order and I have mm -hmm. to always make sure everything is perfect I'm a little perfectionist my husband's yeah. a little annoyed with that but I can't help it let's talk about your husband is your husband the same way or the opposite <laughs> I don't know I hope he's not listening no, he's, a little different. he's a little bit different um he is, uh, I call him a crazy professor sometimes because, uh, you know, sometimes his, uh, his office, for example, I would not find anything in there, but you can tell where's that screwdriver and he digs through a pile and he goes, here it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. This sounds exactly like my husband. He's upstairs with my daughter, but I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's like, how do you find anything in this mess? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's what God does sometimes. You know, he uses our men to test our patients. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? Um, and can you give us an example of how you incorporate uh, biblical principles in your business? Sure. So generally, um, I think I'm an honest person. I treat others the way that I would want to be treated. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I love helping others. Helping is like my biggest ministry, which I also incorporate in my daily work as a cleaning business owner. Mm -hmm. um, we partner with a nonprofit organization called okay. Cleaning for a Reason. Right. Um, and what we do is we help cancer patients by providing them with free house cleanings during wow. their cancer um, journey or, or while they're going through uh, treatment. And so it's just a real passion for me to do that, partially because I'm a cancer survivor myself. And back when I had cancer, I had a really hard time accepting help mm -hmm. um, because when you're 30 years old and you've done everything on your own, mm -hmm. it's hard for you yeah. to say, can you please make me a meal? Can you please help me with laundry or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but I learned through the years that it's okay to accept help, especially if it's being offered to you. So yeah. I just like to be uh, the helping hands. So that's really my yeah. big thing. Yeah, so good. And that and that's amazing how um, you, because of your experience, you're able to give back to people who, you know, have similar experiences. It's fun. I always say like your biggest ministry is where you have led the most, you know, and, yes. uh, and it's definitely um, interesting. And then you said you're a survivor. So when did you find out that you were cancer free? Well, um, as I mentioned, I only had cancer for about 24, 24 hours. hours yeah. so, so when the surgery was over, uh, it took about 10 days to get all the results. Um, mm -hmm. And after 10 days, they told me, congratulations, you're cancer free. I almost didn't believe it. And I actually asked them if I could still do radiation and chemotherapy because I thought that maybe I should just do it to be 100% sure it's really gone. Mm -hmm. I, really, I had a hard time believing it because... Um, I felt like I was walking around with cancer maybe for a year and they kept checking on me and didn't find anything. So I had a hard time believing that it was really gone, but it was. Wow. So um, I found out very quickly. It's just that my recovery time was pretty long. 
Got it. Well, that's really a blessing, you know, but I'm sure the recovery wasn't easy. Um, did you get a lot of help during that time or was it, um, did, it, did you have family to support you during your recovery or was it just you, your husband and your son? I uh, had family and also some neighbors and friends, a local church offered help. Okay. Um, and we, we did take some of this help and that was offered to us. But again, as I mentioned, we, we tried to do it on our own. And looking back, I wish we would have let more people help us. Oh my gosh. I, I'm reminded of like, I know it's different, but like when you're, when you're, when you're, after you give birth, everyone wants to offer help. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, I look back, I should have taken all the food and taken all that. Yeah. Help. <laughs> um, so tell me, um, uh, I guess, give some advice. If, if for our struggling entrepreneurs right now, if you can give them some advice, um, wisdom nugget, what would it be? So what I would always say is um, be honest, be transparent, uh, work hard, take responsibility, be true to yourself, and if you fall, get back up. Mm -hmm. That's what I would. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, I did wanted to ask also about your employees. Um, when you, when was that turning point? You were like, okay, I need to hire help. Like, when did you realize, okay, I'm at a point, was it something that just kind of, I mean, guess talk to us about that. I'm not going to elaborate, but you, you know what I mean? Like, when did sure, you know, yeah. okay, it's time for me to expand and shift my model. That's a very good question. So again, as, as a perfectionist who thinks she can do everything on her own, it took me <laughs> quite a while. Um, because that's just how I am. I feel like, I can do this. I got this. Um, but uh, even now, I sometimes have to remind myself, Jackie, it's okay to find help. It's okay to outsource something. Yeah. Right? And so uh, when it comes to the business, uh, I want to say that I tried to find some help about six or nine months into the journey of me cleaning houses on my own. Um, and you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like an immediate, let's start a business and hire five employees kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was, I found one lady who helped me a little bit here and there. Okay. And then maybe she found another job and she left. So I found another lady and then maybe I had two ladies at one time, which was great. Cause I could even take a day off and not work. So it kind of, mm. it was a slow process. Um, but now today, um, I feel like that, um, I still, I still need to find more help because obviously the business has been, has been growing yeah. and um, it's, it's like a challenging thing for me finding help in this kind of business because generally people just don't want to clean houses, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it's hard in this area to find employees, um, but I have to continuously remind me that I need to ask for help because I still clean houses sometimes now, um, especially if one of my employees is calling in sick or, you know, if something else happens and I don't mind, but I have to remind myself, okay, don't go back into that. You need to continue asking for help. Right. Um, so your business is primarily resident residential. Do you also do like commercial or churches or other things like that? So my business only uh, focuses on residential uh, cleaning. However, I partner with several other local cleaning companies um, that do offer commercial. So even if I get a phone call for a commercial job, I always know where to send it. it. So, you know, Got I always it. have a solution for everyone. 
Got it. So residential is your sweet spot, sounds like. Yes. Okay. And what is your overall, like your your goal, your vision? Like, are you, uh, is, is your goal to just stay in Florida, to expand, you know, to different states? Like, what is, what is the, what does it look like for you? Like, do you have a vision of where you're going to be taking your business over the next five to 10 years? That's a very good question. You got me on this one now. Oh. <laughs> So that's a very good question because uh, I cannot answer it like perfectly. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can say is that I don't think that I will be taking the business in another state in another country. Okay. Just because uh, even though it was a very, very, it was a fun journey. It was an interesting journey. I learned a lot, but it was also a painful journey a mm -hmm. lot of times. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, people people talk about growing pains. Well, they're real. Um, yeah. So I don't think I would want to take the business somewhere else and start from scratch because yes, I have the knowledge, but I would start from scratch as far as clients, as far as mm -hmm. employees, you know. And I just don't think I would want to do that because yeah. there's a lot of work to do this, and I'm not as scared or afraid of work, hard work. But um, I just don't think I would want to do that. So I think I will just. Um, continue the business here as long as I can mm -hmm. um, and and then see where God takes me yeah so it's it's Tampa proper Tampa Florida so not outside of Tampa so oh yeah I mean we're a little bit outside of Tampa okay. but we do cover the Tampa Bay area okay got it and if people were interested in your cleaning services how could they get a hold of you uh, well they could get uh, in touch with us over our website which is customcleanups.com um also on facebook they can find us under customcleanups.com um those are the main two areas or google mm -hmm. got it okay so jack let's get back to you what is your personal mantra you know what do you live by um i think uh it's do not ever give up mm -hmm. um because i feel that almost every day we all probably have situations occur where we feel like that the enemy wants to see us fail mm -hmm. and I, I i tend to tell myself well enemy i got news to you mm -hmm. i'm not going to fail you know if i fall over i may sit there for a moment i may cry but you know what i'm getting back up and i'm not going to fail i'm always going to try and make it happen and you have been making it happen, huh? <laughs> do you do you have any regrets, Jackie, when you look back at how you handle things with, you know, your business and stuff in jail? Do you have any regrets? I mean, I guess we all have some regrets in yeah. some areas, but uh, I honestly, when it comes to my business, I don't think I tell myself enough that I can be proud of myself. Mm. Um, I often beat down on myself for not being good enough and maybe not doing things in the best way when mm. actually my family or, or people close to me tell me, Jackie, you're doing a great thing. You're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. So do I have regrets? Maybe, but actually I think I should tell myself more often that I'm doing the right thing and that I should be proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we're our own worst critic, especially if you're a perfectionist. So yeah. I, get, I get that. Um, if, if you were to look back, you know, what was the one thing that you did that you feel changed the growth trajectory of your business? Like how did, how did you go from, you know, barely starting to all of a sudden, bam, you know, business is booming. What, what would you 
what would you say? Well, I think that the that the one thing that was kind of a turning point for me was that I had to realize that I cannot do it alone mm -hmm. and that I have to ask for help. That is really um, the big, the big thing. Yeah. Help is oh my gosh, even Jesus needed help, right? He asked his disciples to help him, right? To, to help him yes. with that. So it, it's, you are meant to have, um, um, and then even if you look throughout the scriptures, if you look at Moses, you look at all you know, the people in the Bible, they had, they weren't a lone ranger. You know, a lot of them had, you know, Aaron, like his brother, or, you know, Joseph had his, you know, the, even if he wasn't, even if they weren't believers, God can use also the ungodly people, right, to help you um, with the assignment that God has given you. All right. So um, at this point, I guess the the thing that's really in my heart right now is like I know there are people here who might be in that um, um, kind of like that time of uh, okay, when I say recovery, like they just went through something traumatic and they're, you know, in that stage of like, okay, what I do now, you know, kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm here, not a hundred percent. So it, it kind of like, in, like the transition between, you know, you weren't, you know, you're no longer in a traumatic place, right? Okay. Thank you. Holy spirit. I was like, what am I trying to say? Okay. So you're no longer in Egypt. You're not quite yet in your promised land, but you're in the wilderness area where you're like, in that transition where you still have you're still kind of seeking for direction do you have any advice for them um on how to get through that challenging spot you know that between the rock and the hard place type of thing yeah so again i think it's important to know that you're not alone mm -hmm. that's like the biggest thing and if you do feel alone, if you do feel like you have no one to turn to, maybe no godly people in your life, or even people, you know, just someone to help you, then turn to the Bible. That's mm. what I would say. Mm -hmm. How because, that help? Go ahead. Because ulti ultimately, you know, everything you need to know comes from the Bible. And I didn't believe it for a long time. Mm. I thought, how, how, could, how could a book tell me what to do? But I'm telling you, there's a solution for almost every problem in the Bible. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm sure you probably have plenty of examples, but it's a living, breathing thing. I, I remember, I'm going to share this one where uh, when we first got married, my husband and I, he was going to get deployed. And I didn't want him to get deployed because I'm like, we're just getting married. We're, we didn't get to, you know, be together or whatever and i found a scripture in the bible in the old testament it says when a husband marries during this first year he must not be sent to war well i kid you not i pray that prayer and had other people come in agreement with me and the day he was supposed to leave the country they canceled the deployment the day wow. we were on our way and he looked at, and I told him I was praying and he looked at me. He's like, you did this. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But that's the power of the, of the God we serve. 
Now, for those of you guys who are listening, I know not all of you guys are believers. I know you, not all of you guys believe in Jesus. You guys are looking for entrepreneurship tips and all these stuff. And I'm telling you, the God that Jackie and I serve is amazing. Like he is all knowing, all powerful, just sovereign. And he's a good God. He's a good father and he loves us so much. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys to seek him and you will find him. Um, And it's kind of like what Jackie was saying earlier, and we're going to wrap it up here. You know, she was always searching for something. She knew she was looking for something. And um, a lot of times that voidness, if you can't fill it with a lot of things, it's more than likely it's that big, <laughs> the empty space has got none of your influence, your bank accounts, you know, your businesses, a big house, or even drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it is. None of it can fill it because that void can only be filled by Jesus Christ himself. All right. Well, Jackie, it's so good to have you. I'm going to go ahead and end our, our episode. Okay. I'm going to say a quick prayer for those who are listening. And then um, we'll go ahead and end our show. It was great having you, you, Jackie. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for our dear sister, Jackie. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for her heart. I thank you, Lord God, that you are um, doing some amazing things in her life. And you have just just led her, Lord, down the narrow path, oh God, where she is shining for you. and, And she is doing your work, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for blessing the work of her hands, for expanding her territory, Lord, and giving her wisdom, Lord, um, with all the things that she had, all the projects that she, with her book, Father, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, Lord, I know, God, that people who read that book are just going to be truly blessed by her journey, Father, and that will encourage them, Lord, God, to seek help, God, and to always have hope. Lord God, I just lift up those who may be listening right now, God, who might be in that transition place, oh God, where they just got out of, um, they just heard a bad news or bad report from the enemy, whether if it's their finances, physical, marriage, family, mindset, whatever it is, Lord God. And they're they're trying to find out how to, how to move forward and, and they feel stuck, Father. Lord, I just pray, oh God, that the lies of the enemy, the, the accusations, oh God, anything, oh God, that may be a stumbling block, Lord, from them hearing your still small voice, oh God, will be dismantled now by the power of the Holy Spirit spirit. And I pray, oh God, that they will fill your love in a tangible way and that your presence, oh God, that your perfect love will cast out every fear, Father, that you will be the one, oh God, to restore. You will be the one to rejuvenate. You will be the one to revive, oh God. And Lord, I God, I just pray, Lord God, that they will have a deeper sense of, 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 um, peace, Father, from you, God, that only can come from you, Father. And Lord, I just pray that you guide them, direct them, open up their eyes and their ears to hear and see what your spirit is saying this hour. And I pray, oh God, that as they dig into your word, that the word will penetrate down deep to their spirit, oh God, that it may be fruit for them to see a transformation in their lives. Father, I just lift them up right now, God, and I just pray that they will be encouraged, oh God, to go after you, Lord, to keep moving forward and to never, never quit. In Jesus' name, amen.
weekend. Well, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with Jackie. Uh, please continue to um, give me comments, give me feedback. Um, reach out to Jackie. You should give her information as far as if you're in a Tampa area, um, as well as her book if you're not in a Tampa area. So there's really no excuse. Um, but definitely lift her up in prayer and continue to shine out there, okay? Um, until next time. I guess we'll see you again soon. Keep shining. Thanks for joining us this week on Estrepreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.